Hey everyone, welcome to today's A360. My name is Brewster Knowlton, and today we're going to be talking about how analytics and the improved utilization of data can help drive significant efficiencies both within your organization and the processes that affect your members and consumers. So what do I mean when I say process improvement and efficiency gains with regards to analytics? We've talked about in the past uh, this idea of a report inventory. It was a previous podcast and a post. A report inventory is essentially just a summarization of all reports that are being compiled throughout the organization, who is compiling the report, and then how long it takes them to produce that report. Now, most credit unions, most or, most mid-sized organizations, uh, regardless of industry, are particularly report dependent just because they don't have the advanced analytics systems or a strong team, a large team of analysts to be able to uh, produce the reports and information they need. Okay, So we have a lot of reports being produced. Those reports take a lot of time. And that time cost is not an inexpensive thing. So, for example, a billion-dollar credit union, uh, peer average uh, comp and benefits expense per FD $75,000, roughly. So if somebody's producing a report and it takes them, I don't know, 10 hours a week, then over the course of a year, that's roughly 500 hours. 500 hours, or roughly 25% of their time, translates to about an $18,000 expense per year just for that person to produce that report. So how does that tie back to data and analytics? Well, with a strong data warehouse or an analytics platform, which I'm always talking about in previous posts, we have the ability to integrate all of the data sources so that there's as little manual effort as possible. Right now, your analysts are going to different applications, whether it's an LOS to the core to an online banking application, various locations, pulling the data down, again, manually. They're then likely merging it together, as I like to say, living and dying by their VLOOKUPs. Then spending the time making sure that it's accurate, putting the charts over it, trying to get it into a single information layer. All of that takes a ton of time. And it also carries a lot of risk. If that process is not well documented, that means if that individual leaves, you run the risk of that report not being able to be produced, or it's going to take longer because someone's going to have to recreate it. That presents a little bit of a risk. There's also the manual, uh, the fact that it's a manually compiled report, which creates risk of human error. I don't care how competent someone is, there's always the, the, the fat finger mistake error. So that's something we have to factor in. But then again, that time cost is huge. And when people think analytics, I, I think the uh, initial inclination is to think the, the sexy, right? The, the visualizations, the flash, the advanced algorithms, the predictive modeling, the, you know, the, let's just call it what it is, the pretty pictures, right? But when it comes to ROI, especially in that first 12 to 24 months, depending on how quickly you build out your analytics competency and maturity within the organization, that first 12 to 24 months is likely to be some of your best ROI and 
that's mostly going to come through automating these recurring processes. If you haven't taken a listen to our podcast or read the post on a report inventory, I'd recommend that you do that because that's a great starting point. I like to call that the gold mine just because that's where you can get those quick wins. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about the analytics flywheel effect and the value of quick wins and building some initial momentum and overcoming that initial inertia that the organization is going to have to the analytics initiative. This is a great way to start building on those and getting some wins. You're going to make some people happy. People are going to talk about that. And then instead of having to go out and ask people, hey, what reports are you doing? Or, hey, how can we help you? They're going to start coming to you and saying, how can you help me? And once you start to reach that's truly the tipping point. Once people are coming out to you and uh, you as the analytics person or the BI team, once staff within the credit union are coming to you to ask those questions, that's what's going to be crucial. That's that tipping point where you've realized that you've gained enough momentum where now people are starting to see the value. And I actually said this on an interview the other day. Everybody has that one employee in an organization that everybody loves. Find that person. Figure out what pain points that person has and then solve them. Likely, you can use the integrated analytics platform to be able to automate the creation of some reports because now instead of having to spend all this time doing VLOOKUPs, the data is already integrated and you're using some type of visualization technology like a Power BI or a Web Focus or a Tableau to be able to create that presentation layer. And you've essentially taken something that was a significant portion of their time and made it into a process that is either completely or nearly entirely automated. That's huge. Now you do that. That one person that everybody likes is going to talk about that. So find that person. Find that point of virality, if you will, within the organization and make that individual happy. That's a great way. Play a little psychology, if you will. That's fine. But it's a great way to identify that individual that's going to help drive it. And it may not be an executive, and it doesn't have to be. But you want to have somebody that's going to tell all their friends and everybody who listen, hey, this, this just helped me out. This just saved me a lot of time. And let's be honest, I think we'd all love to have 10 hours of our week back. So you're going to be helping people, and that's going to go a long way. We've talked a lot about overcoming some um, manual reporting processes and business processes through uh, having an integrated analytics platform and then being able to eliminate the need to do all the merging and manipulating and VLOOKUPs and creating the probably overly simplified charts in Excel, we're going to be able to overcome that. Okay. What is another component of this idea of process efficiency and process improvement that can be gained through the use of data and analytics is on the member experience side. So measuring and calculating the processes for key operational uh, processes and uh, things that happen on a day-to-day basis. For example, let's look at the loan origination process. At each point in that process, most LOS systems throughout the various phases of a loan application have a timestamp. So we're able to, some LOSs are better than others, but we're able to actually determine 
phase by phase how long it took. Well, if we can properly gather that data, aggregate it, and analyze it, what we can do is build these maps that tell us at what point in a given process are we slow. Then we can go through this analysis, sort of a, just think of like a Pareto analysis. We'll go some, some old uh, Six Sigma continuous improvement work here. Once you identify that slow point, that potential bottleneck, we start to do this analysis of, okay, why does that bottleneck exist? And then how can we overcome it? So beyond just the reporting process improvement, things like that, taking away some manual reporting effort, now we can get to the point where we're actually going to improve our processes by diving deep into the data. We're going to improve those processes that are going to affect the member. If the members are happier, that with big emphasis right now in a lot of organizations is on that promoter score or some type of customer or member satisfaction survey, that's going to be pretty big. And how many of you might be losing members because of some inefficient processes? So there's going to be some gains of, uh, through those process improvements beyond just, hey, we're able to do this faster, but you're also going to provide a member, better member experience. And again, with a growing, more savvy uh, consumer with many more options out there in both the traditional FI and non-traditional, uh, more fintech space, being a very efficient, easy to use uh, institution for your organizations, excuse me, for your members is going to be important. So leverage data and analytics to take a deep dive into those processes, see where we're better and see where we're not. You can segment it by employee. Then you have a great training opportunity. There are so many benefits that come out of this, and that could be a whole 30-minute conversation. I'm going to cut it short so that I don't bore you guys to death with that. But that's another great way to start saying, how can we improve our processes? And that all starts by getting that data, making it easily uh, consumed, get into that analytics platform, and start slicing and dicing it. And that's crucial. So again, the big takeaways for today are data and analytics and having a strong data and analytics platform that's going to integrate and essentially pre-aggregate a lot of the data will eliminate a lot of manual business and reporting processes a typical billion dollar financial institution we're typically finding conservatively about 5,000 hours per year that can be automated that's 5,000 hours worth of manual reports and manual processes that we can just funnel through the analytics platform, usually with the visualization tool. So some pretty significant gains right there. Again, at a $75,000 average comp and benefits expense per FTE, 5,000 hours represents roughly two and a half FTEs. We're talking almost $200,000 in potential opportunity cost as opposed to opportunity cost reduction. I don't want to call it savings. The CFO is listening. Might not like that. But so we have that. That's a big win when it comes to analytics. That's really where if you're looking for some quick wins, get that ROI, justify the expense, I'd highly recommend you start there. And then second, and a little bit farther down, uh, the, the process um, in terms of your implementation plan, but really start to look at uh, the data regarding key member and operational processes. Map that out. Use the data that you are now able to easily gather because it's in this platform or warehouse. Use that data to be able to identify those various time slices between phases within that process. Determine the bottlenecks. 
and then you can start to analyze whether or not the corrections that you make to that process are uh, showing results. And so that's going to impact not only your internal processes, but also improve the member experience as well. So that's it for today. And thanks again for listening to today's A360.